art, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there will be. And you're listening to the Smacked Raw Podcast. the original duo tonight uh me and rn uh it's that weekly wrestling show where rn and i take a a look in the last week of what's going on in and outside the wrestling ring we are your hosts my name is cal tyson and i am rn the brains the beauty um the sex appeal the style the grace the class of the smack raw podcast dude Welcome, welcome to the show you really got dressed up tonight man no, this is literally just a flannel that was on the back of my door. Yeah? <laughs> it looks good with the yellow hat. Hey, we got the beanie. The beanie's going on yeah. tonight. We got the we got the memo. We're linked up. Yeah, man. So I, I'm already regretting the beanie choice, by the way. That broken fan. I was for a second. You didn't hear me tell my cousin, plug that fucking fan in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, this have... apartment, like, I'm at the top of this apartment. There's, like, a restaurant next to me. It's just, like, it's weird. Like, it fluctuates between being fucking freezing where we're in this motherfucker wrapped up with blankets and hoodies on to like literally sweating all in the same day. Like it doesn't, I never changed the, just the heat or nothing. The heat stays on like 70 and it's still like, it's, it's ridiculous in this bitch. God damn. Yeah. It's hot. Perks to live in downtown. I need to fix this damn fan in here. I, I do. You've been saying that for almost a year. I know, man. It might look dude. And you said it before the show even started. My neck is already purple. I'm already breaking out. I just can't heat. get, Tommy boy, is he Tommy boy or black sheep? Where he's like, not so much here, not so much there, but in this area, it's a little red. <laughs> I do, you know, I hate to say it off the top of my head. I don't know which one it was either. I know the reference. Yeah. It's just slipping. Yeah, we hit someone with that fucking two by four. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, to people tuning in tonight, what we got lined up on the docket, uh, pro wrestling wise. Uh, we're gonna try to get to all of these categories, or at least to as many as we can. Before RN and I just get too bored, um, we got. I, I pose the question: Is Vince McMahon behind the scenes? Um, and and do we actually care? Uh, is the bloodline finished? Uh, going by the the closing angle from Monday Night Raw last night, which was uh, fantastic. Uh, there's rumors that Goldberg and Nia Jax could end up in AEW. I want to explore that a bit with you, bud. Um, I'm sure you do. AEW has successfully ran two house shows at this point. Uh, would you actually attend one? Uh, which mania build was worse, Bianca versus Sasha Banks or Bianca versus Asuka? Uh, who who do we want to see win King and Queen of the Ring? Uh, and then the last couple things. Um, I got uh, Brock versus almost an introspective. I think that match will be fine as long yep. as you let it. Uh, and lastly, uh, do we want to see another New Day run given uh, the injuries to Kofi Kingston, Big E? And then, of course, you just take that and couple it with uh, just how long they've been together. Is the interest still there for the new day? Um, but before we get to all of that, let's uh, let's let's just knock all of our plugs out of the way. Uh, yep. We shoot this show live every Tuesday evening, 9 p.m. Twitch.tv slash Smacked Raw. You can catch all the um, recorded episodes a day later on YouTube.com slash Smacked Raw podcast. Lastly, the audio version is found uh, pretty much everywhere 
Uh, I'm hoping to stick that way because I'm, I'm going to be taking us off of Podbean and going to Anchor. I hope that doesn't change anything for everybody. Um, yeah, and our socials are, you can find us on Twitter at the Kaitai Show and at Mr. 8984. Although yes, more, most recently, I've been easier to get up with uh, just on Facebook under under my, my, my shoot name, Kyle Tyson. Um, kind of haven't Do been I, touching I Twitter guess... lately, man. I've been mess. I've been in and out on Twitter, but I guess I can give my, I guess I can give the government for Facebook. I mean, RN Aku, the RN is literally my name, but not my name at the same fucking time. But uh, yeah, RN Aku on Facebook. If you guys want to hit me up on there, I'm on there a lot too. Yeah, yeah. We got a we got a new a new group chat on the Facebook Messenger. That's been pretty fun. Um, and the the cover art is uh, uh from the unfortunate naked episode of Perch on the Top Rope, which is not aging well. Um, when in Rome, <laughs> when in Rome, just take your clothes off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Listen, I've I've resigned myself to realize that when I you are the only black person with a bunch of weird ass white dudes, and that's just not just in the podcast. That's kind of my real life as well. Like I got a pretty eclectic group of friends, but there was at one point where I was the only nigga and not black person nigga, and uh, sometimes you just gotta fucking uh, you gotta roll with the weird white punches. Yeah, dude. And if you gotta get naked with your bros, and if there's anything I'm good at is uh, 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 convincing people to just do shit for the sake of being funny, it has just been one of my calling cards forever. And I love how that episode started with me just wanting to do it as a joke because in the group chat, Lee uh, said the dress code was naked. And I was like, haha, I'll show up with my shirt off and then just give everyone the bird because I'd be like, I knew you guys weren't gonna fall in line. Little did I know the second my fucking naked ass popped up on stream everybody else would start taking their clothes off and i was like okay we're gonna run with this oh i didn't not i at did first. not follow trends <laughs> it only took all right it only took you like 40 minutes uh before we i got a, i got on board towards the end i mean and and that picture was picture's priceless <laughs> it wasn't hard to convince you to do that you know what else wasn't hard to convince someone to do something that was my wife to give away all of our banking information and almost gave away all of our fucking money the other week, dude. So to a prince in Africa, no, to, uh, to probably some just Indian scammer. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the easiest scam to spot, man. So look, uh, wife gets a call at work and it's, uh, it's actually pretty clever what they did because they, I guess, stole her credit card information at first, like her debit card, Mm-hmm. ran a charge at some B-dubs out of state, flagged the fraud department to contact us, right? So fraud department actually contacts us, says, hey, um, looks, we got a suspicious transaction. That call was normal. Then the fraudsters themselves call my wife, <laughs> posing as Wells Fargo, to, uh, to dig further into that fraud claim and said, hey, you need to give us your online login information. And my wife wouldn't do it at first, but then they kept calling her and I guess harassing her and whatnot until the point that she finally did it. Like she actually gave them her login information. I know. It's easy Why would your bank need your login information? I don't do. Listen, man, I've been beating her up for the last two weeks over this. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I will never let her live this down. Um, but so I uh, luckily we caught it. Because I got a notification that my my account has overdrafted. And I was like, bitch, I'm not broke this week. 
And so <laughs> I, I get a, I, I look into it and all of my checking account, all of my savings has been transferred to her account. And uh, so I call her up. I was like, did you just take all of our money? And she said, no, of course. And then I could hear it dawn on her what she had done. And I was like, Jess, <clears throat> do not tell me you did what I think you did. And sure enough, she did. Luckily, the way the scam was working was what they were trying to do was uh, set up that Zelle, like essentially like yeah. Wells Fargo's cash app. Yeah, and yeah. that was when finally she put two and two together and shut it down. So they, they got into the online account, but the very last step, which was authorizing the Zelle account to transfer the money to, um, uh, uh, she, she said no at that point. So they, they, they tripped at the finish line. Uh, the, the, the fucked up part about all of this though, was when she came home, she's sitting there and she's going to me and she's saying like, I, I, I'm mad. Like I am mad because you know, yeah. it's like you just put our whole livelihood at risk because you were under some pressure on the phone. And she's like, well, they were right. getting, she's sitting there and she's like, they kept calling me. And then the guy was getting angry and he was raising his voice and he was pushing. That should have been your first red flag. And she's like, I just didn't know what to do. And so I just started doing what he said. And the whole time I'm thinking, I was like, bitch, this sounds like you explaining how you would cheat on me. I was like, is that all it takes? <laughs> is a dude to get pushy with you? That's and what I would have said. Like, you don't, I can't get you to do shit at home. And then all I got, so what do I do? Just call you on the phone and put a different voice and badge on your ass? Yeah, man. It was, it was <laughs> rough, dude. I was angry shit. Um, Jay says, Wells Fargo email you about charges? No, they emailed me that I had overdrafted. That's that's how I got the, the, the notification. So that wasn't the only funny thing Jess has done in the last week. The other funny thing was just about a week ago, not even, was she interviewed. Uh, 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 yeah, Allison, Jay, you guys can state the obvious. Believe me, I already did. I already stated it should be obvious. You guys can rip on Jess if y'all ever do that collab. Um, she interviewed my ex-girlfriend, dude. This was weird. She interviewed the last <laughs> girl I dated uh, before before, her. before settling with her. Yeah, man. And uh, um, oh did man, they talk she, about you? Well, no, because the thing is, is the chick didn't know who she was. Oh. Like I dated this girl. I mean, you're talking like 14 years ago. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, I keep forgetting you and Jess been together fucking like two decades there, man. We're rolling up on 13 years this year, and me and yeah. that chick dated a year prior. So, but what's cool is that chick coincidentally um, is uh, partially to uh, credit for me and Jess being together because I was I was needing some cash and I needed a second job, and she uh, the the ex girlfriend had worked at the Pizza Hut that Jessica <laughs> works at. Yeah. And she uh, offered to give me a ride there because I was broke and I had no car. And she was like, yeah, I'll give you a ride there. I'll give you a good word and get you an interview. And sure enough, she did. So she got my foot in the door at the Pizza Hut that I worked at with Jess and eventually started dating her from. So if I hadn't been sleeping with this like slutty Thai go-go dancer chick uh, for a couple months, I might not be married and have like these wonderful little boys running around fucking six degrees of separation like a motherfucker dude tell me about it man so and now she's back trying to get a job at the pizza oh yeah dude she was she's like a terrible human being i'm not gonna lie she's like racist as fuck i mean i dude i just she was like really attractive back then so i just kind of put up with a lot of red flags oh no hey listen 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 look at look listen listen to me son 
Yes, I am the resident Black Lives Matter fucking racial advocate for this show. When it comes to smoking hot pieces of ass, you'll get a pass for fucking a racist girl all the time. Sorry. Oh, man. I remember, too. Look, like, because I've had friends that were like, you know, they're kind of closeted. You know, a mm-hmm. little bit comes out here and there. This chick doubled down. Yeah. I can't remember what, like, the exact context because it was so long ago. But I remember being in the car with her driving. And she makes a racist comment about a black mutual friend, a friend of mine that she didn't know. I, th- I right. want to say she dropped the end bomb, but I remembered that her and I had another mutual black friend that I thought we were close with. Right. And so I remember bringing that up to her. I was like, Hey, well, you know, so-and-so is black. And I remember her looking at me dead in the eyes was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like not even shying away. You know, most people, when they get challenged, yeah. they'll back. Oh, I'm not okay. racist. You know what I mean? Is I'm talking about what, what's the, what's the classic white phrase? Is you don't you don't have to being black doesn't make you the n word. Oh, I love that right, right. one, dude. I love that one. My friend, this is kind of fucked up, and people are probably gonna give me shit for it. But a couple of our buddies are some white dudes, like out in the country, like straight fucking like hillbilly, fucking dipping, fishing, hunting, and they literally say, "We don't fuck with all niggas. We just fuck with ours." <laughs> <laughs> It gives me a little little twinge, a little little twinge on the back of my neck. Kind of makes my hair stand up. But literally, I could call these fucking idiots, and they would literally come stomp somebody to fuck out for me. They give me the shirt off their back. They fucking, you know, what I'm saying, give me money if it's I like, had to. They both have literally their wives are taking dude, care of me when I was in a drunken stupor. But they happen to say nigga from time to time. So I mean, it's, do you think it's the do you think it's the redneck equivalent of the n word pass? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Like I like I swear to God, like they they are racist. Like I know they are racist. Like there's no doubt about it. Right. Like, they've never been racist towards me, which I don't know why or like how that happened. But I don't know, man. I'm shameful, dude. As a as a white person, I will say like, and I think maybe this gets shared in all races. I don't think this is just because I'm white, but like when people uh, uh, will, because you're the same race. They'll feel comfortable coming up yeah. and dropping their racist knowledge on you because oh, they'll yeah, just yeah. naturally assume, like, "Hey, man, you're in this group, aren't you too?" Yeah, that happens. Yeah, dude. And uh, you're like, "Oh, fuck, what do I do?" Um, I've had people drop racist shit on me, like I'm white, like, bro, like I'll punch you in the fucking mouth. What are you talking about? Well, you are. You can't really, say that to me. You're really light skinned You know, you look like I you mean, got a white relative in there somewhere. Oh, I do. I told you, I did the twenty-three of me. I'm thirty-four percent white. Yeah, okay. See, that's what it is, man. They're talking to that third of you. Talking to that third, yeah. They're talking to your palms in the bottom of your feet right now is what they're doing. (laughs) Oh, fuck. That's fucked up. (laughs) Uh, No, no. Damn, bro. He said uh, when racist people talk, they're talking to my white white part, the bottom of my feet and my hands. I was like, oh, damn, they are pink like a white person, bro. Oh fuck, dude! Definitely getting this show taken down. Oh yeah. Um, oh man. So uh, there. Um, the last funny story I've got for us just happened like a couple days ago, and this is this one is is fucking bonkers, bro. Um, Jay says the light skinned me is laughing at this. Uh, <laughs> yo, so I uh Monday morning. No, 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 not Monday, not Monday. Uh, uh. I think it was it was either Thursday or Friday. 
um, I uh, uh, woke up to uh, someone knocking at the door. Me and Jess are in bed. Gavin's already at school. DJ's running around the house. And, uh, yo, this I hear this banging on a door. And DJ always is just runs to answer the door. And we tell him not to. He's only four right. years old. Right. And uh, so I'm trying to throw some pants on. But before I can, he opens the door. <laughs> and the door, my my bedroom door is in view of the house door. So luckily for right. me, I can just pop pop my head out really quick in case of emergency. But as I'm pulling my pants on, I'm putting my pants on, excuse me, I hear this person saying, you dogs killed my rabbit. I was like, what? And uh, so I, I finished pulling my pants up. There's this crazy old woman looking like absolute dog shit. And she's got this giant dead animal in her hand. Uh. And she's presenting it to my four-year-old son. Bro. <laughs> like a fucking, like, just like, look, look what your dogs did. And I'm just, I'm fucking, dude, this caught me on, like, dude, completely on left field. I would love to say, like, my maternal instincts or my, my paternal instincts would have kicked in. And um, and I, like, would go, like, dropkick this chick, right? But instead, I approached it like uh, like a just like your average, like, white white dude is like, what's going on out here? And fucking, <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, damn, dude. What we got like, going on here, guys? Yeah, yeah so. I pulled DJ aside. I was like, DJ, go go in here, right? I don't know how scarred he is. Um, right. He, he no-sold it. And this woman's holding this giant dead cat-looking thing. And she's like, your dogs killed my, 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 my rabbit. And they killed these ducks, which I knew about the ducks because we just had one appear in our yard literally like two days beforehand. Um, so, so they actually did kill. Yeah, 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 yeah. We knew. We knew. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's one of them. It's it's my dog right, Charlotte right. has been just got a taste for blood and has been out hunting for sport because she ain't even eating them. But we've had uh, we've had um, a couple. We've had about four dead animals appear in our yard over the last year, and I'm pretty sure she's out. She's out. Good wrecking. dog. She's either she's either out killing or she's collecting dead bodies and bringing them home. But good um, dog. Yeah. But anyways. So this woman, I was just like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. You know, I didn't know what to say to her. She's just, mm. I'm just completely off, caught off guard. And, and then she takes off and leaves. Um, and I'm sitting in there and I'm just mad. Like, as I was like, yo, as an adult, I, I was like, I get if you being upset, your, your pet was killed. Um, but in you wanting to like throw it in, in the adult's face. But the moment a child opens the door, you would fucking hide the dead animal or be like, Hey, go get your parents. Not right. like, Hey baby. Hey, little toddler. <laughs> hey toddler. Look what your dogs did. Like, what the fuck was that dude? So I go in their to, defense. I, old people do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, they do. So look, man, this is where, this is where it gets really weird. Right. Cause I'm, I'm, I know who it is. There's this right. crazy cat lady that feeds all of these goddamn stray cats. She has like 15 mm -hmm. bowls of food left out in her front yard. And my dogs go there all the time because it's free food. Yeah, they and, eat the fucking food and yeah. maybe kill a cat or two. Yeah, so she's like saying, and I remember her saying like my cages are all fucked up, right? So I go there afterwards I because I get dressed for work. And I was like, you know what? Before I go to work, I'm going to go tell this woman like, I want to see these cages because I remember her saying rabbit and I'm like, dude, that was a, that was a clearly a fucking cat in your hands. Um, so I'm going to go confront this woman and then tell her, you know, obviously like that wasn't chill about what she did with my kid. Well, I go to knock on the door 
she doesn't answer, right? So I'm assuming she's in the shower because you just was holding a dead animal. Right. I walk around the yard. I see all these cages. They're untouched, right? And I was like, okay, this is this is clearly weird. She was just she's just exaggerating. One of her cats is dead, and she's blaming my dogs. Well, I go to work. I go to work. I come back after because it's a half day for me. So I get home around right. two, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back to that woman's house. Now I'm kind of like calm down. I was like, I'm gonna be apologetic. Um, I'm just gonna admit fault until I can find if I'm not at fault, and then I'm gonna right. obviously address the whole scarring my child shit. I get to her house. I'm ready to give it to her. She's coming out. She's about to leave. And I was like, hey, I want to talk to you about this morning. And she's like, this morning? And I said, yeah, yeah, about when you came over to my house. She's like, hun, I've never, I, I didn't go to your house this morning. And I was like, <clears throat> no, this morning. And she's like, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't even get home until about 10 o'clock this morning. And I said, you didn't come to my house. She said, no. And I was like, at this point, I realized I think all old people look alike. Um, (laughs) so it wasn't her. And now I'm like, who the shit showed up at my house? Oh shit. I thought you were going to be like, she had like Alzheimer's or something. No, 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 it wasn't her. Just not the lady. It wasn't her. She just coincidentally has fucking cages in her backyard. Right. Like snare traps. And so I'm like, oh my God, dude, what fucking ghost appeared at my house with a dead animal? So well, I had a crazy cat lad. He probably does have those snare traps to catch, catch the cats and shit. Yeah, that's what it is. So me and my sons, we do some digging. We live in this neighborhood. So we start start fucking walking Campus around. Campus in the neighborhood. Case in the neighborhood. <laughs> we did. We went to the pond because I remember the chick mentioned the ducks. So I was like, okay, we'll go to the pond and we'll look at people's backyards for these rabbit cages. Right. Uh, Cause there's no real entrance for the public, but there is this one house that gave us permission a while back. If our dogs run off to use their yard to go right, onto right. the pond. So don't see shit. We keep, we keep going through the neighborhood, run into a family. I was like, I'm just going to throw a hail Mary here. There's a family outside about to leave. I flag one of them down. Cause I'm, I'm riding bikes with my kids. I already look weird as hell. Cause I'm like this <laughs> middle-aged dude now just riding a bicycle with children. And, um, I pedal up to him and I, and I do a little sideways skid and uh, I was like, Hey, uh, give it to him. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, man, Hey, if you guys, uh, you guys know of any like old people that keep rabbits around here. And they were like, no. And I was like, yeah, this person showed up at my house with like a dead animal saying that my dogs killed their rabbit. They're like, no, we don't know anybody. But I saw on Facebook this morning, a person talking about how their rabbit had been killed by some dogs. And I was like, no fucking way. And I was like, can you pull up this Facebook post? <laughs> I was like, dude, this is the craziest goddamn like investigation I've ever been on. The fact that you're actually hitting leads, though, that's, that's the best part. Yeah, right? So I get, I get, they, they show me their Facebook. Their phone's busted. I also had this weird moment where I was like, hey, let me see your phone really quick. And I kind of like took it because I, I work with people's cell phones all day and I forgot. Well, I'm you're not used to work. just snatching it. Yeah. Right. Um, I got the woman's name. Some other people, it was, it was this like, uh, uh, what's that called? The neighborhood watch. It was like yeah, a neighborhood yeah. watch group. And yeah, like this person was like, yeah, some dogs killed my cat. This other person was like, gave him my fucking address. It was like, yeah, just go here and, and start yelling at the people that live there. It's probably them. And I was like, fuck this person. <laughs> and, um, so I get the woman's name. Now I got a picture. I got a picture and a name. And now I'm going like door to door. Like, have you seen this fucking person? Right. 
And I don't care how crazy I look. I was like, have you seen these old people? And, I just uh, want to point out that this is the definition of white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> just storming through the neighborhood. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I you seen this bitch door. came to my house? I see like, the woman's last name starts with a P. I see a door with like a big P on it. So I'm banging on their I'm door. I was like, you know this person? Oh. Yeah, I'm like doing <laughs> I realized I didn't dress up. I also look really sketchy. I got children in this like minivan shit. So, uh, but um, it keeps getting better. Yeah, dude. And um, well, uh, uh, after like four or five people, I'm like, okay, I'm probably starting to sketch some people out because I'm probably gonna get the police called. I'm like a big skinhead dude, like just running around looking for these two old people. It doesn't help that the picture of the couple makes them look wholesome as fuck. And um, it looks like you're trying to fucking. Kidnap and rob them. I'm telling you, this is what it looks like, right? So I go home. I call off the investigation. You know, I I take I DM the woman. I have her. I have her shit. So I DM her, and I was like, Hey, look, I just want to talk to you about this morning. You know, and um and I and I even try to uh, bait it a little bit. It's like I feel really bad. I said I feel bad. I just want to make things right. Well, I'm at my house. It's now about six o'clock. There's another banging at my door, and there's this old dude at the front. And he's like, hey, you Kyle? And I said, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm the guy whose rabbits your dogs killed. And I was like, fuck, I was prepared to do this with a woman. Um, <laughs> it's layers to the story. I'm going to keep going. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Well, this is where the funny ends and, and like the feel good starts, right? Um, well, actually, there's one more funny bit because I was like, yeah, man. I said, hey, look, because uh, in my mind, I'm like, dude, okay, don't don't admit guilt until proven. But right, yeah, be open minded because you know your dog is fucking killing animals. Right. So I was like, hey, man, I just kind of want to look at these cages. Do you mind if we take a look at them? And he's like, yeah, man, come on. Just go ahead and hop in my truck. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs> they, they, again, more white people shit. Like, yeah, stranger whose animals, my animals may have killed. Yeah, I'll jump in the truck. Would yeah, you? Why, why not, not, man? Yeah. <laughs> so. Jesus fucking Christ, Kyle. God, you, you are white. Continue, <laughs> white man. Yeah, random stranger who takes uh, me to his house, which I don't know why I pulled up in a truck because he lives three doors down. <laughs> he lives literally three <laughs> doors down from me. <laughs> you can't been my neighbor. Another neighborhood. Last, like, That's... He's been my neighbor for like four years. I've met him. <laughs> oh, so okay. So at least you knew who he was. Yeah, right. I've met the guy. I just didn't. I don't. I don't fuck with nobody. So I'm not good with faces. Like I told you, all right, old right. people look alike to me. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Oh um, my god. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh man, I'm telling you, man. So I go over there and and um and I was like, all right, dude. So as he shows me, and this is where it gets really. This is where it's fucked up, right? Because earlier, where um I told you this this yard lets me access the pond. Mm -hmm. their yard is separated from his yard with a shed that has an open front to it. And I literally right. walked by and peeked in his shed where the cages are, but they're hidden behind a curtain. I walked right. literally four feet next to these rabbit cages. I walked right over this shit. And right. um, so uh, it's like, fuck, I was already here, man. But um, he shows me the cages. He shows me he killed a rabbit. Uh, this dude, for one, okay, so this is where the only part where I was like, I don't feel too bad because he's breeding rabbits for Easter. And I was like, right. that's notoriously the pet that gets disowned like immediately after yeah. people adopt them. 
So yeah, after they turn into fucking not cute little babies, they turn into full fucking rabbits. Yeah, so <clears throat> I I wasn't overly sympathetic. It's not like it's his baby like pet. Like it's just it's, right. It, but it's a business. Um. So he's like, yeah, man. And I was like, all right. So he shows me these three cages that are broken. He's got one dead rabbit. He's like, luckily they tried to get to this one, but the cage held up. And I was like, that's good. I didn't want it to like murder this pregnant rabbit and shit. Right. And he's like, yeah, and we got a we got a duck that's missing. He's like, but I ain't gonna blame your dogs, um, because uh, um, that could have been anything. And I was like, oh, did it have like a red thing on the front? He's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, they fucking killed that too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. so at the end of the day, your dogs really did kill all this shit. Yeah, and I was like, that duck's in my trash can right now. <laughs> <laughs> Should have fed it to the fucking dogs. Oh man, you keep what you kill. Yeah. But um, so what type? Did, like, I thought you had like little fucking medium sized like small did, dogs. Like they're adorable, but the fucking one of them's got beagle in them. I'm telling you, beagles. God damn, bro. Yeah, man. So that's a fucking dope story though. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. The whiteness is just well, shining through. Hold on. So here's I'll I'll skim through the ending because that's all the funny meat meaty bits. Um, Jay says I'm a bad pet owner. No. I got a. I just got a brand new ten by ten kennel for him. It's my son sneaks out of the house and lets him out of the kennel while me and Jess aren't looking, and we don't know that they're gone. But anyways, <laughs> I said, "Look, man, what's what's a rundown on the cost of all of this? Like, how much does that rabbit cost you? How much these cages cost you?" Right. So he gives me he gives me the cost of them, so I shoot him a price, and I was like, "Hey, man, what if I pay you this? Would that make it right? You know." And he's like, well, that would pay for it. He's like, that that rabbit had a bunch of litters, but he's like, you know what? He's like, yeah, we can call it square. And I said, all right, man. Do you got cash app? He said, no. Nah. I was like, okay, well, I'll come by with a checkbook tomorrow. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and square it up. And I said, you know what? If you see my dogs again, here's my number. Here's my wife's number. Just give us a quick ring, you know, and we'll, we'll be over here in a heartbeat to, to, to protect. And he said, he said, uh, the old person equivalent of bet. So, <laughs> uh, we shook hands. I walked back home. I didn't want to ride. And, uh, uh, I get a text message from him later on saying, Hey, you know what? Uh, I feel bad. He's like, you know what? Unexpected, like unexpected expenses can fuck up your bills. He's, he's essentially said, take your time, pay us when you can. I said, cool. Still a top priority. He then went and yelled at his wife. I'm positive because i also told him about what she did i was like look, right. emotions run high but at the end of the day she like plopped this dead animal on my four-year-old's lap <laughs> yeah shook down my son so he said you know what i talked to my wife we both agree uh, let's just say dogs being dogs and we'll call it square he's like your kids can play with our grandkids and we'll have like a barbecue and laugh about this one day and fucking just let me off the hook and that was it that was it. all right that was the investigation so Hopefully your dogs don't kill it again. Yeah. I, I've now gotten away with uh, 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 Grand Theft Auto um, scot-free, and I've also gotten away with uh, whatever the equivalent of killing someone's breeding animals is. So, pet murder. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's it, RN. Those are my hey. side stories of the last couple of weeks. We can talk about wrestling or anything you want to talk about. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I just love white people. Dude. I love white stories. I love white privilege. I just love white people, man. You guys I ain't are amazing. Lie, man. I was a little nervous when he said get in my truck. <laughs> but you still got it. I did too. I did. I 
white people. Told my, I told my <laughs> kids when I left, I was like, hey, I'll be right back. Do not open this door for if I'm anybody. Not. <laughs> yeah, do not open for anyone. I'm still tripping off your fucking bald skinhead ass banging on doors and shit looking for a nice elderly couple. Yep. That was me. I'm surprised you didn't get the cops called on. No proof. Oh, Allison's saying, I still call BS. No proof your dogs did what the dude and his wife traumatizing your kid. Well, I know it was them. My dogs go to his yard all the time. And you're right, Allison. There's no excuse for what she did. I'm I'm legitimately upset about that. Oh, no, that lady was wrong. But you're yeah. wrong, too, for not being able to control your animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wrong on both ends. <laughs> Luckily, it, it hit DJ so fast and quick, he didn't even realize what he was looking at. And the, and the rabbit... It was a rabbit. I thought it was a cat. It yeah. was a giant rabbit. And oh, yeah. um, luckily, it was. It just looked like a, like a wet towel. Like, it wasn't mangled with like, <laughs> bloody bits. It just right. looked like a wet towel that was, like, rolled around in some dirt. Well, you so, know the thing about rabbits, why dogs get off on getting them? Like, because when you attack a rabbit, like, I don't know. Have you ever heard the sounds a rabbit makes? No. It is the weirdest, creepiest shit you'll ever hear in your fucking life. And it literally, like, turns fucking dogs on. No like shit. literally, that's weird. It's tomorrow, and and a rabbit's neck, fucking this long. You only see them when they're all like they scrunched up, sitting down, looking mm-hmm. cute. But if when they die and they go limp, this fucking long, bro. Yeah, swear no, to God, a, man, my dog. Long animal. I thought it was a cat. Oh yeah, I thought it was a cat, yeah. dude. Um, my dog annihilated a whole fucking like clutch of I don't I don't know what you call rabbits and their babies, mom, babies, everything. Yeah, and I did not know that rabbits' necks were that fucking long. That's crazy. I got to tell you, I'm like really hot wearing this fucking hat, man. Take it off. I, I will. It's It's got maybe 10 more minutes. Um, <clears throat> let's talk some wrestling. We're, We're literally it. a half hour in the show. <laughs> it's a good one. Why are you saying that? Like that? We always spend the first half an hour bull- talking about bullshit. I know. Um, it still trips me out that you're surprised every time. You're like, oh, shit, we haven't talked about wrestling. We never fucking talk about wrestling until... 30 to 45 minutes in. It loosens us up, man. It doesn't matter. It loosens uh, us up. Yeah, no, I'm not mad. I, I That's the whole reason to me, like, the point of the rewind is, like, we didn't want to be, like, other fucking shows and recapping the same shit, going over all the matches. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, that's the part about the show that I think appeals to me is that we don't always. That's why I always like the shows where we don't have shit planned because we always end up going off on a tangent on some shit that has nothing to do with wrestling, and then we go on tangents that shit that does have to do a wrestling so like it's to me it differentiates us from other shows <laughs> yeah man i'm right there with you but let's for the sake of of we still have to earn our wrestling podcast coin of the week let's do it let's do it um let's see here uh did you catch raw uh most of it did you catch the ending bit with cody and roman yeah that was about like one of the only things i actually watched in full un- undistracted Oh fucking ridiculous. God, it was so good, dude. It was so damn good. Love uh if you guys didn't catch it, Roman comes out um with this shtick of 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 confronting Cody and saying essentially that he just runs away from everything. He he was given yep. a stardust gimmick, he didn't like it, he ran away. He went and started a company elsewhere, couldn't get over. Uh so he ran away. <clears throat> that one was a ooh, yeah. dagger. And then what are you going to do whenever, like, you lose? You have to wake up a loser and have to make a decision, you know, and, and hopefully you don't run away. And he said something about, like, you know, you have to make a decision to make your dad proud or something. And then Cody flipped the script on him and said, uh, actually, you're going to have to wake up uh, remembering what it's like to lose. But when you do, um, 
first thing that's going to happen is Jay's going to leave you. And then Jimmy is going to go wherever his brother goes. And then uh, he says, uh, Solo, uh, uh, he confronts Solo and says, I've been next to a uh, like a, a world champion. A world I've, champ. I've been a second generation superstar next to a next world, to world champ. Yep. Knowing I wasn't ready. And he said, Solo will leave and go with his brothers. And then Paul Heyman essentially will go back to being like uh, Brock Lesnar's Brock advocate. Lesnar's advocate. Yeah. And Roman will be a uh, 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 familyless, and he'll be a uh, uh, a, a chief without a tribe, and a Roman with no reins. A Roman oh, that with was no reins. Yes, there that was the one that got me. Like, oh, I just would like this, so everybody could shut the fuck up about Cody Rhodes. Like Cody Rhodes, he's he's not he's not on Roman Reigns level because of what they've built Roman Reigns into God level and all that shit. But when it comes to the mic and making you feel something. There aren't many people that can do it like Cody Rhodes. We used to always talk about AEW, like, we hate him, we think his shit sucks, but when he gets on the mic, he makes you fucking feel something. And that's what those second-generation guys, they just, they all have, like, one little it thing that they that's undeniable to them that makes them born to be pro wrestlers, and Cody's is to be a white meat fucking baby face. Like, he always is going to make you feel something. And I literally hated him at AEW. I thought he was tone deaf. I thought he was fucking trout. Now his fucking black wife. Like I did not get down with him at all. I thought they were force feeding guys up and comers to him with that TNT title shit. And he was taking guys down that he shouldn't have, but it did not matter. Whenever he talked on the fucking mic, you feel something. And that's just the brass tacks of it. And he's to me, that was the first time he actually felt like an equal to Roman or at least somewhat in Roman's, fucking league i guess as far he's as like the on the mic and he's in the league yeah yeah man. yeah for sure oh yeah dude he um ollie uh, dude it, it's so good it's um i'm gonna stand i'm not even gonna lie like i'm a cody i'm a cody rose fucking stand i cannot believe i'm saying that and like but i i love his in-ring work i love i even love that stupid bleach fucking hair and that dumbass tattoo like I fucking love it. Like he, like I said, he makes me feel as a kid watching wrestling. Like I wanted this good guy to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. an actual baby face where he's not fucking doing dumb shit to be cool. He's not doing low blows and chop, chop, uh, cross chops and shit. You know what I'm saying? To make me look like, I, like I genuinely believe this is the good guy of the movie and I'm rooting for him to actively win. And I have not felt like that since we were, since we were kids watching wrestling. And I think that's what I've always loved about him. And especially once he got away from WWE, like it didn't matter. Even when he was a heel, he always felt like you always just wanted to like, give him a chance. Like, no, he'll turn it around. Even when he did that stupid count Dracula black hair shit, like you just knew, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just something like he makes you feel something every time. And like, that's what I think. That's I kind of figured out. I was like, why do I like this dude? Like, he's the same exact fucking Cody Rhodes he was in AW, and I hated him. Yeah. Like, what is the difference? Like, what? Why do I like him? Why have I always liked him? And that's why he genuinely is a white meat fucking baby face that you can actually cheer for. He uh, he has the right motivations instead of like you hit the nail on the head, man. Instead of uh uh uh, uh trying to be like the the cool anti hero. He is what a good guy's supposed to be. He's an uh, he's an underdog. Man. He's, he's sympathetic. <laughs> he you know he's relatable. I mean, the guy's had his babyface run built by the WWE for the entire time he was gone. 
You know right. what I mean? Like the the his his whole story from leaving WWE to where he is now is just one complete babyface package. From yes. from fighting to get to not only to get what he's worth, to get uh his peers what they're worth, because he even mentioned that in the promo that um talking about AEW, he says now anybody in the locker room can fight for a better paycheck. You know? Right. To getting his name back. He fought the WWE just to get the rights to the Rhodes name back. Mm-hmm. Everything he's done has been sympathetic and something people could cheer for. And it's just all coming full circle at WrestleMania. You know, right. I'm, Down to even having that interracial fucking relationship and kid and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like everything about him in this time and time and age is set for him to be a fucking baby face. This is how somebody runs for office. You know what I mean? Literally. Like he just, <laughs> he's planned out the last eight years, man. And the suits and shit, bro. Like, he, I don't think he gets enough credit for that, for, like, looking like a champion. Like, oh, yeah, those suits, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, those suits part. are fucking immaculate. Like, the only thing with that, if, if he didn't have that fucking list, he'd be fucking literally on top of everything. But that list still gives me something. I'm not That's even going to I know it's immature. I know it's immature and it's fucked up, but sometimes I laugh when he says certain things. I'm sorry. Oh, I just do. Oh, my God, all right. No, it's, I know it's, I'm an immature piece of shit. I know that. I know. I know that. No one needs to tell me, but I still laugh at his list sometimes. I do. Well, that's how you do it. You have to own it. Um, oh man, it's it's great, dude. It's it's good, and that's why that's why I agree. The Cody is the right direction over Sammy. I think Sammy's a fantastic second option, though. Like that doesn't. That's that's the hard part of saying like about the whole like Cody versus Sammy versus like who should get Roman Reigns. It's it's. It's not saying one should get the other and it's and it's meant to discredit anything that Sammy's done. It's just Cody's story is the more complete story. Like Sammy's story right. is Sammy's story is still huge. It's still huge. It's just it's like you have these two great things, and unfortunately you have to pick one. You know what I mean? That's just, I mean and with Sammy's stuff too, it was accidental. Like if it was planned or like they were forcing this on not forcing us, but like Leading us to this, I'd feel a little bit different. But the fact that it was just spontaneous and it grew, like I, I thought that Sammy should have beat Roman. It should have been by disqualification or something like that. But we should have got some sort of payoff on the Sammy bloodline shit, other than the stupid fucking tag match, which we've known is going to happen for the last year. But at the end of the, the day, Cody give shit, Kevin we knew Owens this was coming. To do at Mania. Yeah, you know. No, what I, mean? I mean, like I said, I, I, I agree with all of it. Like I said, I know why they're doing it and. It it has to be done, but I the Cody stuff is like we I've how long was I calling Cody winning Royal Rumble and beating Roman? Yeah, I mean it was the best. Like, I knew I that was we all I, that was the only way they could go. Yeah, I mean there like, was a just imagine ways, if we were also like, after, yeah, we were also saying the Rock was was gonna show up and do it. And, no, y'all were saying the Rock. I have not been saying the Rock. I've told y'all it wasn't the Rock. I've been against the Rock the entire three years we've been saying this. About him coming and defeating Roman. Don't you put that shit on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that dark magic on me. <laughs> nah, it's a fan. I call Cody story, from man. the beginning, and it has to be. It had to, like, I, when I, once I saw his reaction when he came out at WrestleMania, there was no doubt in my mind that that was going to be the guy. Um, you know what else we called was uh, uh, Dominic having to threaten his mother to get this match with Rey Mysterio because that was confirmed on yep. Raw, too. Um, literally Dom- confirmed. We literally did call that. Yeah, so Dominic's gonna have to do something egregious to his own mother to get Ray to agree to this match by this point. And sure enough, we got that uh, Monday. Uh, Dominic said, "Um, 
that the whole Mysterio family, which is weird that he refers to his family like that. Um, no, it's not. That's actually perfect. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. But it says they're going to be there on, on Friday, and so he's going to have to ask his mother's permission uh, uh, for Ray to fight. But um, he's going to do something. Like, dude, I, I just want does he slap his own mother. Like that's the thing. No, I don't. I don't think they'll go that far. No, I think it'll be like an accidental. Like he reaches back to hit Ray and hits his mom, or he drives his to mom. Hit Ray, he's like Ray fucking, ducks. or he's like fucking Ray up, and he doesn't realize his mom that he grabs him and he like turns around and pushes her or something. Like I don't. Yeah, I, it'll be something accidental or something like that. Like I don't think he's gonna do anything. You don't think he'll it. intentionally slap his mom, but you think there'll be physical contact. No, I think they'll be, yeah, they'll never do anything like and make it look intentional because they, they just don't do that with women anymore like that. So, yeah. And no, especially as right, somebody's right. fucking mom and as somebody's mother, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think they'll go with the, like, you know how they do, like, the accidental punch where he reaches back to punch somebody and accidentally hits the girl and shit. Well, that's what happened be with something uh, like Jericho that. and um, Shawn Michaels, right? Didn't Jericho yeah. blast Shawn's uh, wife? Yeah, busted yeah. her nose and shit, fucked her up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, they'll that they'll probably run that angle. They're doing a lot of Sean's angles lately on TV. So yeah, they'll probably mm -hmm. do that. Um, yeah, it's the it's the exact behind the scenes zaniness um, that we expect from WWE. Uh, who could be to blame for that? Other than maybe Vincent Kennedy McMahon, RN. The rumors have been swirling for a while now. Uh, look no further than the Brock Lesnar versus almost match. Um, do you think Vince is backstage calling some shots at this point? I think he's got a hand in some of it, but I don't think it is. I think all of this is Triple H. And I think that, to me, the almost and Brock shit, like, it's not. I, I know that the way that Triple H thinks and the way that he looks to performers, like, I think that he sees something almost as well. Because Triple H is super old school. He's always wanted to have, like, a prototype person in each type of fucking field for wrestling, like a prototype funny guy prototype giant fucking like attraction guy you know what i'm saying like he's always been like that and had those old school mentalities so like i like the the almost thing like it is what it is i don't think that's a, a vince thing at all i think vince probably okayed it and probably was like fuck yeah let's do it but i think that all of this is triple h shit like even the besides the bray stuff which i wasn't i hated that shit anyway but again Tri bray and triple h that's that to me i think he's always been a triple h guy as well so i don't know for people forget he's still the fucking owner. Yeah. Like, so I don't think he's flat out making creative decisions, but I think he's involved in the creative process. And why would he not be when he's been doing this for 50 fucking years and WrestleMania is always the biggest selling show of the year? And his baby. Why would you kind of box him out of it? And it's his baby. Like, yeah. that's the thing, I, the part I think people always forget. He's still the fucking owner. Like, yeah. I, at the um, end of the day, he's still the owner. I look at it as the equivalent of being weaned off of like, off of like something you're addicted to. Is right. I I I think it's I think it's easy to say that he obviously doesn't have as big a part in the day to day ongoings and booking of WWE, but it wouldn't it definitely wouldn't shock me if it's a little thing here, little little uh, input there. Maybe he's got like a match that he's booking. Um, right. And what makes y'all think the Triple H is not asking his father in law and his fucking mentor, the person that's been grooming him for the past what fifteen years? For this position that he's in now, why? What makes y'all think he's not in his ear asking him for advice and asking him different things that he that is set up? That that's another thing too. Like he's been literally grooming Triple H for this for fucking over a decade. 
So yeah. why would Triple H not go to his mentor for advice or for any type of like booking ideas or anything like that for WrestleMania? Like it just, it's just the fucking sensationalized wrestling fan bullshit. Like it's not, it's a bigger thing than it is. Like I wouldn't be surprised either way. I wouldn't be surprised if he has nothing to do with it at all. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did, if he was in some of those meetings, given his input, whether they take it or not, you know what I'm saying? But like, how could he not be involved? Yeah, man. Um, and I look at it like this. It's safe to say that he didn't just come in and take it over last week. So if right. we if we're under the belief that, hey, he's probably had some input for a minute now. And then we go, well, let's look at Raw and SmackDown. Let's look at these two shows. They're still vastly improved. SmackDown mm-hmm. SmackDown is a coin flip away from being my favorite show every week between it and AEW Dynamite. Right. You know, if Vince is behind the scenes, it's like we're getting the right amount. It's like seasoning on something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. don't want the seasoning to be the main flavor. You want it to accent whatever you're having. Having that little Vince McMahon accent is obviously not killing anything. If that's to be, if that's what's going on. Um, also, too, forgot another part of that. It's his fucking father-in-law. It's not like he's just some fucking asshole dude. His boss and he just got handed this fucking job because it got taken away from his boss. It's his father-in-law and his kid's grandfather. Yeah, so that's why I say I don't. I don't think there's a, as much of an outrage now. I think the common belief is Vince is doing something, pulling at least some strings. Everyone always points at uh, uh, Brock versus Omos, which we'll go ahead and just segue right into. Yeah, um, so- stop giving it so much shit. It is Brock versus Omos. It's it's going. It's fine. It's not. Yeah. It's not going. It, it's going to serve this purpose. I guarantee this is what it's going to do. It's going to open up one of the two Mania shows. It's going to be five minutes of 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 just probably like just the, the quintessential Brock Lesnar match. We know that mm-hmm. Brock doesn't go for a long time. Omos obviously isn't going to uh, be there for a long time. It's just literally we're finally going to get to see Omos get bumped. He's going to probably take some Germans. Mm-hmm. He'll probably take a, 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 a F5. Maybe we'll get a superplex where the ring collapses again. Um you know, I think almost is winning too. By the way, you think so? I think so. Ooh, that's interesting because I still had Brock winning. I I had Brock winning until this past week. Like I just think that, and what you're saying too about the people giving a shit. Like this is what happens when you only have one person that can talk on the mic, and yeah. there's three people. There's other people involved in the match. There is no build. There's never going to be a build. <laughs> There's never going to be any help on this. Like, Who so I don't know thought, what the fuck people thought. Who would have thought that in a in a build to a Brock Lesnar WrestleMania match, the most entertaining person on the mic would actually be Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Again, like I said, get back the fuck up and chill. And I think, because uh, I mean, you know, you know, he always takes his little break after Mania. Like, I think he's yeah. going to put him over. And, and the thing is with Brock too, Brock doesn't go with anyone he doesn't want to fucking go with. Hmm. So he, him choosing almost is a, a fucking tip in the cap and a fucking gold star for almost because Brock's saying that I see something in this kid and the fact that he has took some bumps, you know what I'm saying? So like, to me, like this, this, this can only be good for almost. And the only way we can make it sure it's good is if he takes the, takes the L, which it doesn't have to be anything. You, there's all types of ways you can get over on it. MVP fucking cracks him with the cane or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like there's all types of way. Where you can protect Brock, but still get put fucking almost over. So like, 
I'm okay with this match, like I said. And I want to see what Omos can really do against some real stiff competition and somebody that can really talk us to fuck around and not two jobbers from wherever fucking town they're in. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't picture Omos going over uh, uh, clean. Maybe Bobby interferes, gets some payback on Brock. Bobby Lashley doesn't appear to be doing anything right now with uh, reports that Bray is dealing with some type of illness. Um mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you've got MVP, you've got Cedric and Shelton Benjamin always ready to make the call. Um, you know, we could be looking at. I know it is. It's it's kind of cooled down, but there's still the possibility of a bloodline, not a bloodline, excuse me, a um, her, her business. business reunion. I know that shit just fucking cooled down so much. My like, God, damn, bro! I had to stop wearing my shirts. I know, man. Started wearing my shirts and then it died. The flame died down. I'm like fuck. But at Mania, you, you could see it at Mania. Um, who knows? But it's fine. It's going to serve its purpose. You know what I mean? What do we say? What if I I mean, I went on record for years saying this, man. I would love to see Brock Lesnar in some showcase matches that are not for the title. That'll be very right. entertaining. Do I think we'll get like the best Brock Lesnar match? Like no. But it's it's it'll be fine. Is what it is. And who um, are we going to we're never going to get the best Brock Lesnar match from any folks cuz first of all the fucker can't go more than 10 or 15 minutes. He and once he does, he turns He's fucking red well, as his smart. trunk. He don't want to get. And he's injured. dripping wet. He's getting older, man. He don't want to be injured. He don't want right. to get laid out. The man knows, like he knows how to maximize his profits. Exactly. You know what I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, what do y'all expect? Like, I mean, he does what the fuck he wants. And for him to take on almost, like, there has to be something there. He has to see something there. So just shut the fuck up, go on the ride, and let's see what happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Where where people really should be complaining is this build between Bianca Belair and uh, uh, Asuka. Dude, I'm killing it with segues tonight, by the way. Um, Professional. Thank you. Uh, which do you think was worse, man? The build for Bianca and Sasha or the current one between Bianca and Asuka? The only reason I'm saying the one between her and Asuka because I literally can't remember anything from this build. It's been nothing. I can't remember. I, like, I, I honestly... I forgot that's who she was going against. It's the equivalent of like they pass each other in the hallway, like they're like, oh, yeah, hey, like what's, what's up, guy? What's up? And then they fall or like back. fucking uh, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner, like clocking in and shit. Like, <laughs> no, um, like yeah, I honestly forgot that that was even a thing because I was just thinking about like who the fuck is Bianca facing? Totally forgot about it. Not even joking. Corey Graves called it out on Raw because they did the whole like, how will they coexist? They made them tag together. Right. And Corey even said, like, this always turns out bad whenever, like, opposing, like, <laughs> opponents have to tag. We're like, uh, it's like Cody, like, low key called this, like, a shit belt, or, like, right on air. And I um, mean, not sometimes Corey, they end up being fucking tag champs. Yeah. Um, Oscar finally attacked Bianca. <laughs> Great. It's literally there's one more raw between now and then. So, yeah, there's no build. Um, but there was a, not a build for Bianca and Sasha as well, and that match ended up tearing the house down. Um, it was actually one of the best Mania matches in in recent years, actually. Yeah. Uh, which I believe, historical I believe main event. Be fine, but yeah, there's something about it's weird because they put so much stock in Bianca, um, and they treat her so well until Mania. And then once WrestleMania comes around and they're just like, oh, yeah, we got nothing for you. And it's like, dude, you you give this woman all the material all year long. You treat her like us like they really do. WWE treats her fantastic all year until Mania comes around. And then the builds are just absolute god awful for her. I don't I don't get it. It's, it's a weird one. 
I, like I said, it, it, we know that the match is going to be fucking dope. I mean, that's just the brass tacks of it. Mm. But yeah, look, I absolutely forgot. And this new like version of Oscar, like it's it's mid as fuck to me. Like, like I know everybody was excited for it and like thought it was going to be something different, but like it feels it's like it not. should be edgy. It it just doesn't feel edgy. Like uh, it, I get what you're saying. Like I like it. I think it's a refresh, but I don't think it's hitting the peaks that it could. No, and it's just Oscar. Like this is what she was already doing. That's, that's kind of the thing is her character does just, yeah, it doesn't feel as like you, you were expecting some like almost like cross between like some like, I don't know, like a cross between something like unhinged and demonic, you know, and instead we do get Oscar with just a little less dancing. It seems to be what it is. Yeah, that's I mean, and a little less makeup, I guess, or is it more makeup? I can't even fucking it's more. Remember, but... Oh, it's more. Beforehand, she's it was literally... like just the stripe across the face. Now it's like full face. Oh, yeah, yeah. She looks like she's she, a member yeah, of ICP. I can't remember anything about it. That's how fucking made it is. No. Uh, I mean, it's about as good as Juggalo Oscar could be. So, Right. Um, she might have been better off just being fucking Juggalo Oscar. <laughs> Can you imagine her coming out of ICP, bro? That'd be fire. Okay. Yeah, I would. <laughs> that's fucking great I'd, I'd fucking flip for that shit actually I ain't gonna lie Just, I'd I would lie. too bro ICP dude they gotta be in their 60s by now How old is ICP? They gotta be in their 50s for sure They have to 50s Oh easy I'm wondering if, if either of them hit 60 yet uh, It wouldn't surprise me but I don't know I, think, I don't think they're that much older than us No let's see Let's see Dude they've been going since 89 Actually 85 well, probably- Jesus Oh, well, then, no, yeah, they probably are 60s. They might I didn't be. realize they were going that long. I thought they were, like, early to mid-90s. I didn't know they were going fucking early 80s. God damn. Uh, Shaggy Too Dope is uh, 48. He ain't even 50 yet. Damn. That's what I'm saying. I didn't think they were that much older than us. And what about Violent J? Uh, Violent J. He's, he's oh. got to be old. Violent J's always looked old. Um, He's 50. Oh, okay. Damn, so he's... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's, uh, he's a bit older. I saw I saw Violent J was doing um, um, cameos uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> they were fucking heartwarming as shit. <laughs> about as heartwarming as, like, an ICP. You know, that's the thing, is, like, as much preaching as those guys did about, um, like, killing and being degenerates and, and hacking people up with hatchets, they've, they've oddly always promoted, like, peace and unity. Right, like it's it's so weird. <laughs> I can't. I just can't get like I, I the Marshall Mathers shit when it's like the Violet J. Oh, like oh yeah, Kim no. Kinnett fucking it. Like I can't. That's the no, only thing Mar- I can think about. Eminem made everybody scared to be an I. I mean, it already wasn't like that cool to be an ICP fan, right. but Eminem definitely made that like that. Oh, that King Kniff shit. <laughs> yeah, that generation. Violet J. Oh, oh, oh. No, <laughs> yeah, man. That's all I can think about. That's what I think I should do. I remember I was in a halfway house. Um, I mean, it's crazy because I was 11 in a halfway house, which is just a story in itself. But I was in a halfway house. And um, which for if you for, for those of you who don't know. A halfway house is like a uh, home that you're put on by like your probation officer. Um, it's like a group home that you live in, and if you fuck up there, you go to jail. So I was, it was like my last step to juvenile hall. I was kicked out of my halfway house. to jail. That's why it's called a halfway house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're halfway to jail. It's like it's like house arrest, but in someone else's house. 
Yep. Um, is what it is. But I remember the uh, one of the housemates was like the first like openly gay dude I met that was like a teenager, uh, and he had Eminem playing, and that <clears throat> that shit came on, and he turned it off, and he was like, "That's too gay." And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that was. I yeah, was all was sorts a... of confused at eleven, dude. I was like, okay, I don't get this, but. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, is Connor gonna show up at Mania? I don't know, man. Um, but anyways, I got stuck on ICP. <clears throat> I liked the uh, uh, what was it? The the Great Malenko when I was sixteen, for for the for the age of sixteen, that was a fun album. Um, but that's that's a story in itself. I think anybody can find at least one ICP song that they were like, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool enough. Anyways. Um, fuck, where was I at? You know what? Let's just, let's just, my segues were going good all night. We can just do a hard transition. Uh, Goldberg and Nia Jax RN. <laughs> <laughs> so Goldberg's contract. Nia Jax. Go ahead, go ahead, go. Goldberg's contract's been up since the new year. Yep. All right, so he's he he hasn't been contracted to the WWE. Uh and then Nia Jax recently um uh ever since her release from the WWE, she has denied wanting to go to AEW, but recently she did open up on a podcast saying that she's open to it because um she's friends with Paige or Soraya, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then also she just had a chance to meet um Oh fuck, help me out. Who's the Nia Jax? Huh? Ty Con- I mean Tony Khan? No, 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 no. Um, 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 uh, the big chick that's uh, uh, gets to uh, go after like every uh fucking world title. Um. Oh, what the fuck is it? Why is it? Why is it fleeting me now? Like awesome Khan? No, the trans chick. Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Thank you. Oh, Nyla. Okay, I was like, what yeah. She said she recently about? met Nyla Rose and became like a big fan. And was like, yo, it'd be cool to mix it up. So now now she says that she would be open to it. Um, between the two, if I had to pick one, I, I'd probably go with Nia. Like, she'd probably yeah, she'd man, probably fuck Goldberg, bro. Yeah, yeah, fuck Goldberg. Uh, I'd like to see her mix it up in The uh, the Outsiders with Paige. Yeah, she'd fit right. yeah. she, she would get the real booze, like the real heat mm-hmm. in that group. Where everyone right now semi-booze. Uh, Soraya and Tony and and um, um, Ruby Soho, like Nia would draw fucking heat right away. Like, I've hate Goldberg so fucking much. Like I just I, and I loved him during his heyday. But like the fact that they keep bringing this old, old fuck back, he couldn't lift anybody up to do a jackhammer. He sucks on the fucking mic. Like like I don't understand this Goldberg obsession, bro. Like. It's just so fucking dumb. Well, Please you, don't. If well, AEW noticed, signs him, I'm you noticed done. that uh, uh, once once Hunter got control, uh, we didn't really see Goldberg no more. anymore. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we never fucking should have. Yeah, because he was he is what a world champion challenger looked like while Vince was around. You know, Goldberg he, was uh, Kevin Owens for the title. Yeah, Kevin Owens, the Fiend. Uh, his last match, I think, was against Roman Reigns in a losing effort. I hate him so fucking much. Vince yeah. Vince is such a piece of shit just for that alone. Like, I could put up with all the raping and the racism <laughs> and the fucking child abuse, spousal abuse. I could put up with all that. But the fact that he kept fucking bringing 
Goldberg back, that's where I draw the line. It's um, it's my argument to what about Brock Lesnar? I would have I would have been cool with Goldberg, had you found something more interesting than hey Goldberg's here, let's go ahead and just take your world title off because he took it off two of the guys that were the hottest in the moment. Like he literally put yep. an end to not only just two championship reigns but the hottest reigns going that of Kevin Owens title reign. And then of course the fiend like that was, that was the big thing was, and then you, you couple that the trifecta, the triforce of just shitty fucking Goldberg moments was him almost killing uh, undertaker and that terrible match in Saudi Arabia where he dumps him on his head. Um, That did it. That did it for most people with Goldberg. Like it's like, you, they the could fact not that find it took anything that, fucking interesting for the man. The fact that it took him to kill your fucking the biggest star company and the most the person that represents WWE more than anything, and you were going to use the WCW representative to almost fucking kill him, you fucking idiots like that. I like I, I can't. I can't move on. I just, it just pisses me. Like I said, I could put up with the fucking sexual misconduct. Fucking borderline. That's ratings. where Vince drew the. That's where Vince crossed the line. He crossed the line with fucking Ke- Goldberg beating Goldberg being a multi- multiple time world champion <laughs> in the present. Champ. In the fucking present, in the last ten fucking years, Goldberg has more world championships than half the fucking roster. Kevin Owens. The fact that that's He's even got more a universal thing, reigns than KO. He's got more universal reigns than um, Seth Rollins for sure. Seth, maybe, yeah. Um, possibly even Roman. Bobby. If anybody Bobby. in the main event, he has more than. He's got a lot of. He got a lot of universal reigns. He's got what two, right? He's got two. At least two. Yeah, he's got two. That right there should have told you that Cena bastard should have been taken out behind the woodshed and shot. <laughs> Goldberg's been universal champion after 12 years away from wrestling. Um, he returned to WWE in 2016, winning the universal title for the first time in 2017 and the second time in 2020. He has headlined multiple WCW and WWE pay-per-views, including premier annual events, arcade in 1998 and 99. Um, all right. So he's got two universal championship reigns. And now let's look up uh, universal uh, uh, championship, its lineage. Um, so he's got two. Let's see here. Uh, uh, obviously, it was won by Finn Balor initially. Um, Kevin Owens got it one time. Brock had it only once. So Goldberg's got more reigns with it than Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns has only had it for one reign. Um, oh wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. This is this is listing it in chronological order. Okay, so Brock's had it. Brock's had it three times. Um, Seth Rollins has had it uh, twice, so he's tied with Seth. Um, he's had it more times than Braun Strowman, and he's tied with. He's also <laughs> tied with the Fiend and Roman Reigns. So. Uh, he's tied in second place for most universal title reigns. Just, just say that. Say it out. Say it out loud, and say the name of the person you're speaking about. So Goldberg is tied in second place 
uh, for most universal title reigns, only behind uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. He's tied with The Fiend, uh, uh, Roman Reigns. You don't even have to go through the list. Okay. okay. He's tied for second. He's tied for second for most reigns with that. Goldberg. Goldberg. Bill fucking Goldberg. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah, why not? Give him another reign. He's still spry. You know, cut the, I'll pull the plug on this yeah, bitch man, right give, now. Give him that AEW belt. <laughs> He'll do wonders for if, that belt. Right after if right they after sign, if they sign Goldberg, four pillars match. He'll if be they the sign Goldberg, Goldberg, I'm officially done with AEW. No. Like I will never watch that show again. I've, it won't because I think, dude. I I think Goldberg. I don't know if he'd come back for anything less than a title reign because. He does seem like I feel like he did he did mention that he's very protective of his of his um uh legacy um and success like character <laughs> success. Yes. He so. is a fucking douche. Like literally a douche. <laughs> like stop it. Oh man. You know, assuming Goldberg won't be there, would you attend an AW house show? Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck wouldn't? Hell yeah, no, me too, man. Like I go to house shows where there's like 20 people in the fucking crowd. Like, why would I not go to an AEW house show? Jay says Goldberg's loyal to Vince. Oh, you're probably not wrong there. Probably not wrong. Um, But yeah, dude, I think that's like the easiest thing. Apparently they're doing house shows, man. I I, I can't wait. Because it'd be also light. It'd be like super light. Uh, right. I guess the drama, and though, you'll probably was... get to see people that we don't see on Dynamite and everything, too. Yeah. I, I, there was some drama about the one they recently did, though, because uh, uh, Moxley, who had uh, this big date at an indie, which had been building for for years um, and was like the biggest angle on the show, right. was forced to uh, be pulled from the event to, to attend the uh, technically the inaugural um, house show, although it is technically, I guess, the second house show that they've done. But they're it's they're claiming it's like their first official Right. On this on this run that they're gonna try doing, um, but yeah, dude, uh, house shows are fun, lighthearted. You get to see people have fun. Um, Not even that too. Like you get to see people trying out new things. Like I have, uh, I got actual footage and pictures of the new day before they debuted when they were still doing the like Nation of Islam type shit with fucking Xavier Woods was like dressed up like Farrakhan and shit with the Malcolm X glasses and shit. Yeah, like I, yeah, I'll yeah. send you. I'll send you some pictures of like I was literally there before they debuted the choir act or any of that. Like they were in the black red, they were in the red, yellow, and green and shit, like African colors and shit, and everything. Like, like, and that was that was never on TV. Speaking of the new day, um, would you be interested in seeing another run with them? Only if it's all three of them. Yeah, because uh rumor has it Biggie's gonna make some sort of an appearance at Mania. Yep. Um Kofi, unfortunately, just went out with ankle surgery. Uh, uh, um, yeah, so Xavier Woods is literally the only healthy New Day member right now, currently. Which, he had a match on, um, I think it was Raw? Maybe SmackDown recently? No, Raw. Yeah, Raw. Um, and I remembered, you know, you know, Xavier Woods is the last person to hold technically a victory over Roman Reigns, right? That's no. the controversial one where he put his King of the Ring crown on the line and uh, Roman got himself DQ'd, but because they didn't want to say Roman lost a match, they just claimed it was a no contest. But Roman oh, was, yeah, Roman yeah, I was DQ'd from that. the match. So Xavier Woods, because yeah. uh, 
Because right now the the trivia fact is Baron Corbin is the last person to hold a pin victory over right. Roman, which is which is just crazy to think about. Um, uh, but Xavier Woods technically should be the last person to hold a win over Roman, and this current version of Roman at that too. Um, I just don't. It's not the new day if they're not all three together. Yeah, yeah. It was weird seeing. It never felt. It never felt quite whole. Whenever it was just Xavier yeah. and um and uh, uh uh Kofi, and then they got them together well, and, and broke them up again. <laughs> right. Time. Well, then on top of it too, like even with Biggie still doing the New Day shtick, like you know what I'm saying, like they never changed anything. No, they. I think they did finally change his theme song to that Wale version. That's right. Yeah, they did. They did. But and I he mean, said, still, wasn't I mean, he coming he out doing the chalk hands again? Yeah, but he was still fucking dressed like a member of New Day. He didn't change anything they're, else. They just changed the theme for, music. They're New Day for life, man. That's just, yeah. They're never going to drop that. But they're not New Day unless they're together. Yeah, they got to do something where um, Xavier, like, rolls Kofi out in a wheelchair. And then somehow, like, uh, uh, they reveal Biggie, like, is, like, under the ring or something silly. Something. Uh, like, I just thought they got to be back together. Yeah, I want to see him at Mania, though. I'm, I'm ready to see. Like, it'd be a feel-good moment. Like, they don't have to do anything, like, match-wise. Maybe they get cheap heat, like, to some heel right. who comes out and attacks Xavier Woods um, and threatens Big E and Kofi before, like, somebody else who respects the New, ba- New Day right. comes out for the save. But I, I'd love to see them do something. That'd be fun. I, I just I want them back together. Like, yeah. cause, And that was the thing that pissed me off. Like, they could have still done the tag team shit and Big E still been the world champ like people do they do it in groups all the fucking time that's what factions are for yeah oddly enough they never really felt stale to me no they never have granted they weren't doing anything new or groundbreaking after a while but they just felt like a pivotal pivotal pivotable 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 Pivotable. (laughs) it felt like a big part of every show (laughs) well also too because they were so entrenched in pulp pulp there we go. Got pop culture. Yeah, got me now. They were so interested in pop culture, like they were always relevant. Like from the Dragon Ball Z shit at Mania to uh Woods' game show. Like they always sing like to their gear, paying homage to stuff like on Black History Month and different things that come up. Like they just they were always at the forefront of kind of having their finger on the pulse of uh pop culture. So like they were always relevant. They always felt relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it was. Because, like you said, they've been the exact same fucking product the entire time. They haven't changed. It's just that they've changed with the times, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. They knew they knew how to keep up. Yep. And the whole fucking black not cracking doesn't hurt either, man. They stay yep. young looking no matter how old they get. Um, Although Xavier Woods is still hard to picture, like, that he's older than 28. He's literally looked the exact same since he was 18. Yeah, how old is he? Even when he was Consequences Creed, he looked exactly the fucking same. Take a guess how old he is. He's got to be closer to our age, maybe a little bit younger than us. He's about 37, 36, 37. He's 36, bro. I didn't realize he was older yeah. than me. I thought, I thought, I if anything, I thought I was older than Woods by maybe a year. Mm-mm. No, I didn't realize that he's older. I knew he was closer to my age. Yeah, shit, I didn't know that. Because I remember them saying, like, when TNA was on, when he was 18, 19, that's how old I was. I was, like, 20, 21, so God I knew he was pretty close to how old I was. And then how old does that make Big E? Maybe, I bet you Big, Big E's, E's probably in his... I bet he's the youngest. Yeah, he's probably in his early 30s, too. I'd say 30, 31. Dude, he's 37. He's older than Woods. 
Oh fuck! I see. I didn't think. I didn't even think that. So that probably puts Kofi at like forty-two. I bet. Probably. Probably. He's got to be in his forties. Forty-one. Yep. So there's a five-year difference between their youngest member and their oldest. That's not bad. They're yeah. all they're in the same generation. Yeah. Damn. Alberto's uh 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 the the Alberto E Rodriguez happened to snap a picture of Kofi that actually does make him look old. That's like the only time I've ever seen Cody look kind of old. It's one of the first images that pops up if you google him. <laughs> he just got this weird smile on his face. He's smiling really big. Um I'd be interested in seeing them. I think they're above the the tag titles at this point. Maybe like one more legacy run when they're all healthy. Um, right. Just to get that feel-good moment. They're back with it. And then they can put over like whoever the next tag team is that's coming up. Um, it'd be interesting. Um, before we go, man, I wanted to talk about a, a positive story, if you don't mind, RN. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. It's about a, 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 a little fatherhood story that I actually went through today. Um, not going to lie to you. Uh, I actually got quite emotional when it happened. Um, I'm a very proud dad. So Gavin, my oldest, who is only six, uh, he's got a um, board breaking competition. It's a, a like a Taekwondo tournament. They're doing like they're holding mm-hmm. a whole bunch of competitions at this high school where several hundred people are expected to uh, appear. And this is his first actual formal event um outside of his regular just classes right right and um and so he's gonna be breaking wood uh which he's only broken like a a board or two um up until this point he he's got this he's got this breakable board that you can get like on amazon Mm -hmm. that they re-break and and the one that i have is like the weakest one so he's had it pretty easy for a long time um, so I've been nervous. I went out, I got a board, I got the board that the, the instructor told me to get, got it all cut up into sections and said, all right, man, today's the day. Cause we're procrastinators. I was like, we better start working on it today to get you ready <laughs> for Saturday is literally right. just a couple days away. So he has five strikes he had to do, um, palm heel, which is just like a straight cross, but with an open hand mm-hmm. hammer fist come down with the fist. Uh, and then he's got three kicks, a front kick, which is like your Sparta kick, side kick, which is like your John claude Van Damme kick onto mm-hmm. the side, and then this axe kick, which you bring your foot up really high and then drop the heel down in front of you. That's the one that requires the most dexterity, the one that he's the least experienced in out of the five. And this will be his first time breaking wood with four of those strikes. The only time he ever broke wood beforehand was with like a palm heel. And so I told him, I said, look, man, if you can do all five, I'll let you eat whatever the hell you want for dinner. I don't mean go wherever you want. I was like, if you want breakfast, you can have breakfast. I was like, we'll eat, we'll eat candy. I (laughs) I want to motivate you to get ready, you know, kickstart this fire and you ready to go. So we get out there and, um, before, you know, I, I have the wood and I, and I, I, before we do it, I tell him, I said, Hey, look, man, I said, you have to, with this, you have to give it everything you got. It's going to hurt more. If you only halfway do it and you fail. And I said, I said, this is something I was like, it won't hurt as much as like, it's already going to sting. We know it's going to sting to do it, but it'll hurt less when you go through than if, uh, if you are to fail and you only halfway do it. 
So first up was the 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 palm heel. He got it like second try. Was nothing to him. Kind of shocked me. I was like, oh shoot, okay, he's ready. Like he's got that one down pretty damn good. The hammer fist was the one that I was like second most worried about because that's the one where the kids kind of pull away a little bit mm-hmm. um, because it's on the side of the hand and and it tends to hurt more. Right. Uh, and it took him about three or four tries, but he he you know he powered through. You know, we kind of like sucked up some wind and then boom and went through. And I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, here we go, man. We're doing this. <laughs> um, so then came the front kick, the Sparta kick. <clears throat> that was the one I was the most confident in. He he kicks really good with, with these easy kicks. He got through that junk, I think, second try. It was no problem. Then came the side kick. That took him a few attempts, but more or less just to try to get his his aim right. He kicked my hand right, a couple right, right. times and stuff. And he, he was, like, apologetic to me. I was like, no, man, we're a team. I was like, it hurts you. It hurts me. It's okay. We're doing this together. And working it out. We're working it out, man. And we got it. And so then it came down to this axe kick, which I knew he's got the least amount of practice in. He's literally only been practicing it since we announced we're doing the competition about two weeks ago. And so we get over to the grass and he's trying, but he's not getting the height on it. He's not getting the aim right. You know, it's not going well for him. And um, and he's, he's just struggling all the way around. If, if he gets his aim right, he doesn't have the power. If he's got power, he doesn't have the aim. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, what happens is he uh, I'm holding the board out and he overshoots it and he comes down on the opposite end of the board with like his Achilles tendon and it just cuts it right away. And he jumps like a bolt of lightning went through him. He kind of runs off for a little bit. He's like, he's limping and he's starting to cry. And, um, and I tell him like, I tried to stay like in coach. And I said, Hey man, I was like, Gavin, I was like, it hurts. I know it hurts. And I was like, if you want to cry, cry, get through it. I was like, I'm here with you. It's okay to cry. Um, but I said, let's let's just let's work our way through this and, and we'll come back. And so he's kind of sobbing and um, but he's walking it off and I can see in him. He's not running away. He's doing the right. He's doing the like I fell down and I'm trying to walk it off like pain. Right. <laughs> while he's still sobbing and he comes back. And as he's walking back, timid, I was like, I understand. I was like, I know that you're shaking. I know that you're scared. You know, but I was like, trust me. I was like, you can do this. I said, use that. I was like, if you, if you, if you think you can make yourself angry with this, make yourself angry or use the fact that you're scared to go even harder, you know? And I, I was like, can you do it? And he says, yeah. And, um, and he's bleeding. He keeps looking at his foot at this point is bleeding down his ankle and on his heel. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, look, we already said that we know you're bleeding. It's okay that you're bleeding. We'll bandage you up. You're going to be okay. And I said, let's do this. And he looks at me and then he goes for it with the opposite foot. And I say, I said, no, man, we have to use the, we have to use the foot. I was like, I know it hurts. And he's like, it's bleeding. I was like, I know, man, I know it is. But I said, look at me, you can do this. I said, yeah, I know you're scared, but take a deep breath. Let's do it. He gives it another go. Almost there. I said, do it. And he gives it a second go. Boom, nails that shit, it breaks. All right, when I'm telling you the look of like like shock and satisfaction and excitement that came across his face 
when he fucking did it because he was terrified. I was scared for him, man. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That's the worst part about being a parent when you're like trying to coax your kid into doing something. You're fucking pissing in your pants, too, about it, too. And you're trying to, like, be tough so they'll be tough. But really, you're yeah. scared as fuck, too. But, um, dude, I was I'm telling you, I was so proud. And then I got like all deep and introspective because I was telling him I was like, Gavin, <laughs> I was like, look, I said, you know what, man? I said at the end of the day, yeah, it's a board. But I was like, what's more important was you you were hurt. You were shaken. You were scared. You cried. But I was like, you know what you didn't do is you didn't quit, man. Right. You, you came back and then you did it. And, dude, that hit me so fucking hard, man. Like I was sitting there welling up, tearing and stuff just like that. That really proud moment. I was like, look, I know grown ass men that maybe not the exact same scenario, but the same thing could have happened where they hurt themselves. They were shaking because they were scared. They would just call it a day and go home. You uh, yep, know what I come mean? back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and your ass like you gave yourself just enough time to get your thoughts together and you nailed it. Like didn't know didn't go like lay down and feel bad for yourself, man. I was I was a real proud fucking father, man. Today. I'm still nervous as shit because doing it when it's just him and I is gonna is right. a lot different than him doing it in front of like two, three hundred people. So start doing, take him to like the park or somewhere. There's a bunch of people around, so he can kind of get used to people being around. Yeah, I'm gonna get another board because we ended up going through most of the wood today. I'm gonna get some more, and I think actually that's I think that's a great idea. I might do that come uh, Thursday and Friday to really. Um, actually, we're going we're going to the high school where we're setting it up. We might actually do a dry run right in the high school, just so he can get. Or I was gonna say wherever you get the boards for, wherever you get the boards from, do it in that fucking parking lot with people coming in and out and shit, yeah. bro. Yeah, man. But I was, dude. I was. I like I said, as as a dad, that was, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, like, do we we're all just winging it, you know. We we want to do a good job, you know, and. And sometimes we were thinking one thing, and then like we don't realize something else is happening. Right. And uh, and dude, it it uh, but like that was a moment where I was like, "Fuck yeah, you did something. Like you grew today, and so did I. Like it was it was just like I, I yeah. think we both did a fucking great job today, man. And felt good, man. I was I was really proud. I of kind. That I that's that shit is like, and that's the thing about being a dad too, because like we don't get to have those like emotional moments all the time with our kids. So like when you do, you gotta fucking bottle that shit up, put it in a package, and save it because they come so fucking few and far between. Mm-hmm. Like I had that same thing with my daughter with softball. Like baseball is our family sport. Like my dad's from New York, my mom's from New York. Like they didn't play fucking football or anything like that. We didn't learn that till we came to Ohio. Like baseball is our family sport. And finally convincing my daughter to play. She just kept thinking about this time, this story about her being. I don't even know how she remembers it, but my son got fucking annihilated in the face by like a just a little line drive, split his face open. But I mean, he was a soldier, so like he just came up through, got past someone, was right back out there. But like she says, she she can remember it hitting his face and the blood splattering. Like there's no way you remember that you were three or four years old. But like she does, so like she was so fucking scared to get up and bat and. She finally got her. She finally got. She was doing good with batting. Like I said, I got my girl going. Like I was even coaching other girls. We were good to go, and she finally got hit by a ball. And I mean, she rolled around on the ground. Oscar worthy performance. Shook it off. Got up. She was like, "That wasn't that bad." I'm like, "Motherfucker, you were just crying on, rolling around on the ground for." So yeah, we were good to go after that. We we're good the rest of the season. Dude, that's awesome, man. I I'm fucking. That's dude. It's it's those moments though. 
Right. Those those are the those are the killer like dad moments is just seeing that seeing that moment where you're like, like, because oftentimes our kids grow without us ever noticing, you know. Yeah. And you see you see that moment. And you're like, no, there was growth right there. Like I saw it. I just saw right. you. Grow. Bro, I got a fucking kid that's about to be a senior. Trust me. I'm like, I was just wiping this dude's ass not too long ago, bro. And it's now he's about to fucking graduate. Man. Yeah, it's amazing, dude. I uh like I said, I, I couldn't have been it's it's just uh it's a fucking fantastic feeling, dude. Yeah. And um yeah, I was in there and uh my 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 younger boy, DJ. He's the more openly quick affectionate son. They're both they're both affectionate. Mm-hmm. DJ right. DJ's like super affectionate though. He's yeah. walk up to you like I love you. Just out of nowhere. Right. Like, <laughs> feels fantastic. You know what I mean? I yeah. I am really not looking forward to the day that that ends. But right. um Gavin, we were in the bathroom because I told him I was like, All right, let's go, let's go spray your foot off and we'll bandage it up now. And I was in there and I, I kinda told him what I told you. I was like, This is like why this was like more important than just breaking right. the board, like what he had just yeah. done. And I was like, dude, I could never be more proud of you. Like, I love you, man. And normally he just, he soaks the message in and doesn't reverb it. So right. he was like, I love you too, dad. And, um, and he doesn't say it that much. Like, right. I was like, fuck dude. Oh, it was... <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm telling you, man, it was, it was, it was such a fucking great moment. I, I, I ended up, um, I ended up like writing a big long piece to Jess, like trying to like lay it out to her and shit. And yeah, it was a good moment. It's just today, so man. fucking crazy how these tiny little fucking creatures can like hold such a sway over us. I'm telling you, yeah, like literally, like I think about that shit all the time. Like my daughter is just like me, an asshole, and like I would never, I wouldn't want to be arguing with anybody else but her. Like if it was just literally just nobody else, it's just me and her for the rest of my life. Like I'd be fine. That'd be it, right? Like legit, like I'd be all right. Fuck you guys. I got Ava. You know, what I'm <laughs> even though she's a pain in my ass and never stops talking shit. So I always, I always try to tell my wife because my wife is such a, a, a such a workhorse. I I'm yeah. I'm a very empathetic person. So so is she, but she's 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 down to business a lot quicker than right me. right. And I and so I always try to tell her. I was like, hey baby. I was like, you know. I was like, I was like, just to let you know. I was like, I know it sounds weird, but I was like, these are the best days of our lives i was like mm-hmm. bar none i was like we're killing it right this is it's i don't care if we win the lottery man this right here is it like this is the peak and i said uh i said just try to remember that remember that when when someone like you're running late you know like don't forget to, to hug this this fucking baby because i was like with our genes they're just gonna grow they're gonna outgrow you by like 10 you know what i mean <laughs> right. fucking lift him while you can you know uh <laughs> what the fuck uh so so standing streamer uh putting you over crew is is in our chat yeah. right now um wally the green hammer uh uh, uh 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 jj's obviously jj's been in here tommy streamer and streamer and he said um he said uh streamer says can you say hey baby again please I miss <laughs> it was pretty sensual it's pretty sensual okay uh, Jay says, I have no kids, but my youngest nephew is a twin. He's just the brown version of me when I was a kid. Yeah. Fucking kids are something else, man. Something else. Didn't you, uh, we don't have to dive into it, but didn't you have a moment with your son recently? 
Yeah, we uh, like everybody knows, we we always talk about our mental health battles and everything I've gone through and like dealing with my grief. Uh, I lost. If anybody doesn't know, I lost my mother and my sister summer twenty twenty within a month of each other, and like the whole sobriety thing is kind of stemmed through that. And I, I don't want to say I neglected, but like I was so focused on trying to get myself right, my head right, and dealing with my grief. Like I didn't think about like how it affected my kids. Like my daughter was a little bit young, so like she still has she'll have questions about my grand my mom and stuff, whatever, and she'll bring stuff up. But like she doesn't really have she didn't have like a super attachment like my son did. And he he messaged me while he was at school today. Like some song came on, and him and my him and my sister were extremely close. Like, and they were actually pretty close in age. They were, she was only maybe like probably pretty much about the same amount older than him as he is than his sister. So like they were they had a really good relationship. And I I never realized that like yeah I lost a sister, but he lost an aunt and somebody that was like really close. I'm almost more like an older sister than an aunt. He was he was telling me some stuff, and I was like, well, well, here's the thing, bro cry he's like what do you mean like i I, I think i was like so just cry like it's all right it's okay to feel what you feel about people that we lost and people even people that we haven't lost like it's okay to feel like if that song makes you feel the type of way embrace it don't bottle it up because you're just gonna be end up fucked up like your dad was and in a bad situation so enjoy that feeling enjoy that's what that song meant to you and enjoyed what she meant to you like and if you gotta cry wrong with that man yeah, it's um. Well, I heard it. I heard it put. Uh, recently, it's a like unspent. Um. It's almost like it's unspent emotion, that you yeah. you didn't get to spend it while they were here, so that's why you feel it when they're gone. Is it's right? It's still there. It, it hasn't yeah. been spent yet. And go ahead and spend it, man. Do what you do. Yeah, and that's what I said. Like I like I was thinking about all the things I did with my sister, but like I didn't think about. Her being an adult and being his aunt and the things she used to do is she used to let this little fucker drive when he shouldn't have been driving. Like, you know what I'm saying? Taking him and the giving only him one who lost someone. Yeah, exactly. Like, and yeah. I never really like like I knew I did. Like, and I know like that's in the back of your mind, but like you you never think about people have like, yeah, that's my mom. Yeah, that's my sister, but that's also his grandmother and his aunt, who he had an extreme relationship with that's that I don't understand or don't really know how deep it was, but and I never thought of it like that. So I feel like it's okay to cry about it. It's okay to miss them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's okay to celebrate them as well. Like, do what you got to do. Like, don't let someone else tell you how to grieve or how to, how to think about your, your aunt. Like she was your aunt. She ain't what my aunt. She was my dumbass little sister. That I always had to give money to and pay her phone bill and pay, give her some money on some bill or buy my niece shoes or some shit. But to you, she took you to the movie. She came and she let you drive her car when she shouldn't have. She bought you all the shit that we wouldn't give you as a parent. She was sneaking get for you. So like your relationship with her is not my relationship with her. And that's fine. And that's good. Like, so embrace that and like, remember it and enjoy it. And don't feel bad that you, that, that she's gone. You know what I'm saying? Lean into it. It's crazy, and yeah, you you said that you sat there and you didn't, because you went. You know, me and we talk about because we're selfish mm-hmm. bastards. We talk about ourselves so much, right, right. You know what I mean? And we just like, dude, it wasn't it wasn't just you, man. Yeah, your son. Too. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. That's a crazy um, <laughs> fuck, dude. Um, that you uh. You just had to take that that moment of realization and 
Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with the advice that you gave him. Cause that's something that, that's something that I think I would say too is, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, it's bottling shit up. Like we, we say it every show when it comes to addiction yeah. and mental health, like don't, don't, don't take away from yourself and don't hide it from yourself and other people, you know, reach out, talk to somebody. I'm happy that your son had the resolve to call you about it. You know what I and mean? The, and, and that was the thing about that too. Like, my sobriety and me getting my shit together, me being open and honest and available has made my kids more comfortable to come to me with these types of things. You know what I'm saying? So that's why like I'm embracing this shit. I'm loving this shit. Like I'm I'm like the things that I've got back since I've become sober is like shit. Some of the shit I didn't even realize how bad it was and how much I really was losing. So like dude that makes me I'm so I'm happy. fully entrenched in it, bro. Like it's it's fucking dope. That that shit makes me so happy for you. That like your your shit, your um your choices are paying off with your family, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate you, bro. I love you, bro. Yeah, I love you too. Like that's the those are the moments right there. Like that, why we do this is yeah. so we can get that shit back with them, and we can we can have that with them because that's fucking that's everything. That's that's why you do this fight, you know? Yeah, literally. Like, I mean, there's no other, there's nothing else to say. That's literally the exact reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because I don't think, I don't think if I had got sober and I was still going down the path that I was, like, I don't think I would have been able to have that conversation with him. I don't think I would have been able to give him a, a good answer. And I don't think that he ever would have maybe even came to me with that. You know what I'm saying? If he didn't know that I'm in a better place and that I am working on myself and like, and he felt comfortable enough to finally say that to me. Cause like, it's been three years and he's never said that anything like that to me the entire three years. That's so fucking dope, dude. Yeah, man. That is like, that yeah, is, that is so dope. That is, that makes it, like I said, that moment alone, um, is the fucking, that's just one of the biggest signs right there. You hit six months yeah, yet. Cause that's I, what it's I was about. getting you a gift for your six months. It'll be six months Saturday. Saturday. Oh shit! All right, I got to start shopping for you. I got something coming. <laughs> I had it. I dude, a month ago, I knew what I was getting you. I've completely forgot, but I'll come up. With <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not man. crying. You're fucking crying, <laughs> dude. Tell them about your fucking dog kennels. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, we got three litters on the ground. Hit me up on Route Four Kennels on Facebook. Route Four Kennels on Instagram. Mr. 894, Mr. 8984 on Twitter, ARA8984 on IG, RNAKU on Facebook. If you want to be get weird and really add me in real life, that's A H R O N A C C O O. I'm down to clown wherever. Hell yeah, man. Uh, once again, thank you all for tuning in. By the way, um, I am uh, essentially a third, if not halfway done with this game I'm putting together, uh, uh, Herd Mentality uh, Wrestling Edition. I've come up with like a hundred cards for this like wrestling game. So I officially will start booking uh, guests starting tomorrow. You already saw, I put out a, uh, in one of the group chats uh, if no, you haven't not. seen it already, but um, yeah, there's going to be this fun game coming up real soon. I'll announce it on uh, both Facebook and Twitter at the Kai Tai show. And of course on the Twitter page at smack draw pod, whenever we're going to have it, essentially what's going to happen is we're going to get a collection of, uh, of wrestling podcasters um, and fans alike. You don't even have to be a podcaster to enjoy this game. We're all going to hang out for an hour and play this uh, 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 wrestling game that I came up with. should be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. Um, it should be hopefully going within the next week or so. 
we should have the episode right. going. It'll be a lot of fun. But um, until then and until next time, y'all have a good one. See y'all next week. It's Brett the Hitman Heart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And you're listening to the Smacked Raw Podcast.